Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, Ethan Carter. Welcome aboard. Hey, Vincent. What's up, man? It's Monday night. It is. We are good at this. Like, it is always Monday night when we record. I, think I know. We, we've only ever had to record on a different night one time, and that's because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, yeah. Fix that problem. Not yeah. an idiot anymore. There you go. We haven't, but we've, I was thinking about this the other day. I've never done a podcast where I've done this many episodes without missing one. Like, without just not do, like the reason we missed the one that we missed is because I was catching a plane the next morning. It wasn't like I, we missed it and it was like, oh yeah, you just didn't feel like doing an episode that week. Well, and, and, and like we had to reschedule one time, but it wasn't like we just skipped a week. We just found another time to do it. Did it another day. Yeah. And pressed my editing schedule which by the way i just want to point out so i don't know if you guys listening have noticed this but we haven't had the issue where the b block is ahead of the a block in a while did they fix it i didn't change anything i didn't change any of my processes Hmm. i didn't change the way i do anything it's just some by some miracle it now works huh yeah, it's almost as if it wasn't my fault. <laughs> so I'm going to pat myself on the back and say I wasn't the idiot that I thought I was, and this was Anchor's fault. Yeah, I never thought it was your fault. I, thought, I always thought it was Anchor's fault. So it was, it was one of those weird glitches where you only notice it if you... So the way you basically upload to Anchor, for those listening that actually care about this kind of stuff, um, you basically do an A block, a B block, you upload them separately, and you insert the ad break in the middle. That gives you the ability to put as many ad breaks as they want to run in your podcast. So when you hear that ad break, you notice it sounds the same every week. Well, that's because I recorded it like three months ago. Um, Anchor will assemble that podcast as you download it and then send it to you. But because you leave a gap there, they can put as many ad breaks as you decide to add to your podcast. So if you get an, if I we were to get another sponsor, I could go back to older episodes and run multiple ads on old episodes or new episodes, which I would totally do if we ever got another sponsor, but I'll work on it at WorkbenchCon. Oh yeah, sure. Well, yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, cuz one of us is going and one of us is me. Um <laughs> But yeah, so that's how it works. So yeah, they fixed the issue and we have been Free and clear ever since, which again makes me realize I wasn't screwing up, and I wasn't. You weren't the issue. I am so 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 happy. (laughs) Oh, it's such a relief to know. Like I was like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? So now (laughs) I'm going to tell you. You know how long it takes me to edit the podcast now? How long? I'm down to like 20 minutes. Yeah, see, that's amazing. The (laughs) people like every time I hear a podcast where. And maybe it's a little bit more complicated. I don't know, but where they have to, you know, source it out. Granted, I'm not the one doing it, so you're. But the people where they have to outsource that, I'm always like, that seems like the, there must be a ton more work than I'm understanding. So what we do, I'm going to tell you. The, I'm going to tell you the truth. So what is it we cast? do? I mean, it, it it's partially cast. It's okay. that I have my processes so right, tight, right? Yeah, that I don't need to spend a lot of time editing. So. People have asked me, and this might be interesting for people, because people mm-hmm. have asked me what the process for producing this podcast is. In fact, um, one of our regular, one of our regulars, um, Yelrom blog, Morley Kurt. Yes, he actually said he would like if I would do a blog post explaining my process. 
Um, I'm going to do that because I do think and, and how to get started I, with I a podcast. I think people would be really interested that. in that, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm going to do two parts. The first part's going to be how to get started. And I'm seriously, I know they're a sponsor and I'm not saying it because they're a sponsor, but I'm going to suggest Anchor mm-hmm. um, only because they're setting up a podcast is a pain. Right. And well, it's Anchor, exactly as you say in the ad read, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. So if you just have a good idea and you want to make a podcast, the most frictionless way that I've found to do it is Anchor. And I know how to do it the other way. I know how to start yeah. it from scratch, build the blog, add the plugins, do the RSS feeds, submit it manually. I know how to do all that, and I still don't want to do it. Right. Anchor basically makes it frictionless. This is like an extended read for Anchor, and I really don't want it to be, but it really does. I recommend it. I have a friend who started a podcast, and he's like, what do you recommend? What would you recommend? You know, he's picking my brain for ideas. I'm like, dude, just go to Anchor. Right. Just Make just it easy on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right. I said, you could take the feed and put it anywhere you want. It's They give you a regular RSS feed, and then they submit it. They handle all the stupid submission stuff. You have to, you turn it on, you record two episodes, and all of a sudden, you're in every directory. Right. It's like... Well, it's like, and, and as you say, like it focus. Don't fo- waste your time focusing on that stuff. Focus on doing a good podcast, right? exactly, because that's what actually is going to matter. Yep, that that's what moves the needle is actual content, right? So what the way I do it is simple. I download. We use something called Cast. Cast gives me. Um, one mixed track recorded locally from each of us. So Ethan has a local recording. I have a local recording. It's handled by Cast. Cast sends me that file the next morning automatically and if there's uh, three people it's same, same it mixes thing. all three of them right. it'll mix up to four different channels okay all locally recorded which i love because yeah. the, the quality people are like how do you and ethan sound like you're in the same room well we sound like we're in the same room because our audio is recorded in our computer not right. i'm not recording ethan's audio on my computer i'm he's uh, recording yeah, okay. his own audio on his computer anchor takes all um cast takes all that timestamps it all and then assembles it all together. Once it assembles it all together, I take that file, I convert it to a wave, and then I pass it through something called the levelator. What the levelator does is if you're in, into audio, it does basically it does dynamic compression, mm-hmm. which basically shortens the distance between the highs and the lows, but it also equalizes levels, which is something compression doesn't do. So if Ethan is particularly low and I'm particularly high, which is usually the case, mm-hmm. Ethan is usually a little lower than me, um, it takes it and it evens out the gap between the highs and low. It doesn't just compress the highs and lows. Uh, okay. It also smooths out the transitions. So you can still be lower and you don't just have a single level throughout the recording. And it sounds much more natural than just applying like dynamic compression. Interesting. I take that file, I drop it back into a template that I've set up in Adobe Audition. I cut it in half at the ad break cut out all the because ethan and i talk during the break we talk before and we talk a little bit after i cut all that i slide it so that it lines up with the music tracks delete half of it export the first half restore that half delete the other half export the other half and now i have two files i upload that into anchor and put the show notes on it and i'm done the whole process now i'm so fast at it that it almost blows my mind that i can do it as quick the longest part of doing it the longest part of doing it is the upload to Anchor, yeah, and the processing through Levelator. And I have a very, I have a very high end computer. I will say that if you're going to use Levelator, you cannot do it on a low end computer. It just works it's like not garbage. Powerful enough. Yeah. yeah, it. I mean, even on my machine, the fans kick on when I put ah. it through. And this is a. I have a very good desktop. Well, you, I mean, the, the listeners 
probably aren't surprised after hearing that, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of times I wake up the next morning, Tuesday morning, and Vince is like, it's ready to go. Yep. Episodes, <laughs> episodes scheduled. done, scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> show notes are done. <laughs> which, which it's again, once you, it's funny how, you know, something like that, which is a process, you know, we talked with when Aunt Pruitt was on, mm-hmm. um, I think, no, no, that was when I was on Adventures in Creativity, but Dave and I and Aunt, Dave, Aunt and I were talking about a daily YouTube channel and a vlog type channel and what a pain it is to produce that oh, and the amount yeah. of work that goes into it and how people don't really think about that. Yeah. And I started thinking like, yeah, but if I did a podcast every day, it would be no big deal. Right. Uh, well, you've got your process down. Well, I think, and I think there's probably people that, everyone that does daily vlogs, they probably, ha- they eventually get that process down to where it is kind of just a rhythm right but yeah i can't imagine i can't get a video out a month let alone every day so (laughs) it took me (laughs) it took me hours to do the tonka resto oh yeah totally hours Mm -hmm. and it was forever it was it started as a 14 minute video Mm -hmm. and i got it down to an 11 minute so it's not like i sat there and did like extensive editing right but the only the long i guess you know, one of the long things was doing the VO in real time, but so what? That's it's an eleven minute video. It's an eleven minute voiceover. It's yeah. not going to take you that. Yeah, yep. video just is not fast, but podcasts are wonderful. <laughs> you know, um, what is it? Uh, no agenda. Adam yeah. Curry and John C. Dvorak, mm-hmm. their podcast. He goes basically. They record the show. <clears throat> they put bumpers on the t- on the tail end and the front end, and they upload it. They go basically live to tape. That's and they crazy. just upload it. And it's like, and that's a two and a half hour podcast. And they're uploaded five to 10 minutes after the podcast is done. That's amazing. It's, it's, I think it's like one of the barriers. It's like the idea of sitting there and editing a podcast. Is well, right. Just, ugh. I mean, that, to me, like, I, I can't, I can't even imagine having to edit. Like, not, I mean, not what you're doing. That sounds like a reasonable process that you've gotten down. Mm-hmm. And if I could, could, was that skilled and could do it, that sounds reasonable. But the fact of like editing a YouTube video, but editing just a podcast where I'm just listening, oh, I don't well, think I could do it. There have been episodes. There have been episodes that I've had to do edits on. Oh yeah, and those edits, like I will Painful. spend the whole morning after we record oh. editing the the episode that I did with Keith Decent. Yeah. That edit took me, well, the episode was an hour and a half, and the edit took me two hours. Oh, I bet. Like, because I had to listen in real time, keep mm -hmm. pausing it, sliding my end of the conversation over. You know, there have been times where you've dropped off, Mm -hmm. and once you do that on cast, this is the one thing I hate about cast, but once you drop off, the the audio file's screwed. So mm-hmm. now you just have to hope that there's a start and a stop in the audio file, because if there's not, when I put it into audition, it's like... A mess. It doesn't know where to line it. It doesn't know where anything is. Yeah. It just send it gets it. And when Cast tries to assemble it, the peak date is screwed up. Um, the, the the time signatures are screwed up. Everything gets screwed up. So you basically end up doing the whole thing manually. So if I know you've dropped off in a conversation, I'll just generally download both tracks and manually line them up. It's just faster than faster trying than to that. fix yeah. the screwed up file that they Ugh. give you. But Hey, that's what we do for you guys. For free. For free. <laughs> for free. We don't even charge for this. We don't whore our Patreon. No. Nope. We don't we don't beg for money. We don't nothing. We just run a sponsor that makes us a penny a download. I mean, we literally do nothing. Ugh, but so we have we, such a I mean, we really do have such a great group growing. It's it's every week I, I feel it. like I get more and more responses and more and more questions and just just feedback. It's you know. so gratifying. It's so gratifying to see 
like when I'm scrolling through my my stories on Instagram yeah. and I see our logo come up on yeah. someone's story, I'm like, wait, you're listening to us? Yeah. Why are you doing that? <laughs> no, there's better podcasts. Don't listen to our crap. Come, listen to us when you have nothing else to listen to. But, it's funny, though. I mean, I was talking to Bettina about it. I was like, some, I don't necessarily always understand why why people get the response that they do but i'm happy that they do (laughs) yeah exactly no that's exactly it like what are we doing that's getting our response i don't know i honestly i could just sit here and go we just have that magic and everyone loves us (laughs) you know fine i'll i'll leave it at that but i don't believe that i know (laughs) i know but whatever hey if it resonates with some people that's all i care about yeah i'm i look i love and I'm, you know, I've said this before, and you know, the, when we took that hiatus, you heard it mm-hmm. when I was talking before we took it. I love doing this. Oh yeah, right. I do. Well, that's why I we look, come every week. Otherwise, we wouldn't, right? Yeah, because yeah, we're not getting rich on it. Right. We're not getting famous on it. And right. you know what? I still love doing it. Exactly. So, hey, I don't mind. This is, you know, we always talk about passion projects, mm-hmm. right? This is kind of like a passion project. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's it. I'm not going to lie. It has increased my name recognition. Oh, of course. You know, and it's, I know it's increased Ethan's and oh, our audiences, which had no crossover, now have right. a lot of crossover. People that learn, follow, found him through me and found me through him. I mean, that's, that's cool. I'm oh, not going to I love it. But the reality is that this is a small podcast. Right. It's a small podcast, but with, with probably of all the podcasts that I've ever done, this is the most engaged audience. Yeah. I've ever had. Well, I was talking to someone else on Instagram today, and um, and we we're talking about you know follower accounts and stuff like that. And and I've said it before, and I and I truly believe it. And granted, I would love to get to 10k, right? But at the same time, I w- I'd be much happier with a smaller account with an engaged audience than a huge account with with people I don't know. And mm-hmm. I love. I mean, I got a, resp- uh, a message from someone in France that had been following me. I, I recognized his his. Uh, handle and and his image uh, on Instagram, but I wasn't following him back. But he messaged me and just get, you know he he wanted to show me some of the leather things that he had done um, that I had inspired him to do. Holy crap! Yeah, exact. That is all that I, I'd have ten followers if one of those followers was that guy. You know what I mean? Like so, it, it to me it's much more important to be having engaged following. Um, and you, it's just more rewarding and that's what's going to keep you going versus burning out just because you're chasing numbers. So I feel like I feel like. Our audience is our friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, we come here every week, and mm-hmm. we do this, and it's kind of a hangout. Right. You know, exactly. like, you, you have, we have the regulars, and I mm-hmm. know that, t- I know that when this drops on Wednesday, yep. I've, I've been finding, I wake up on Wednesday, because I've been getting it done nice and early, so that it drops at 5 o'clock on Wednesday mm-hmm. morning, Eastern Time, and I wake up, and I find out, like, wow, we have a lot of downloads already. Like, how is this possible? Like, <laughs> the world is still sleeping, and you're waking right. up to because we make. Like, that makes me so happy. I well, just love I, it. It's gratifying. I think this. I don't think this was last week, so I don't think I talked about it. But um, and I won't call him out. But it's a it's definitely a friend of the show, and uh, and I'll I'll tell you later. But just I don't want to call him out. But um, I got a message last week that said um, the Modern Maker podcast dropped on Tuesday last week. Uh, usually drops on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge podcast, as you know, right? I mean, that's one of the bigger ones in the maker space mm-hmm. by, by far, uh, probably second after making it. Um, and uh, and they said, I, I didn't finish it on Tuesday. Start, I start, uh, opened up the app on Wednesday, saw your podcast, decided not to finish the maker, uh, Modern Maker podcast and listen to yours. 
that is a huge what? compliment. Yeah, right? I mean, to oh me, that's a huge compliment. Oh, my God. And, and again, I love the Modern Maker podcast. I love those guys. But And so to me, it's just like mind-blowing. So you know who you are. Huge shout-out. I pre- We appreciate it. Um, but I yeah, that, I mean, that, are, that's but a bigger honor than, than... Wow. Yeah, so... Wow, I didn't. I had no idea. This I, is. I, yeah, I forgot. I was gonna. I was gonna shoot you a note, but I forgot. So. Oh my god. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, right. so. That in note. that vein, yeah. in that vein, um, <laughs> neither one of us are really working on anything in particular this week, as far as I know, because I didn't put anything in the notes. Did you put anything? No, I mean, in, uh, I'm just small, small. Pro- I've got some things that are you know longer okay, term. But. Wait a minute, though. You showed something today on your Instagram that was really freaking cool. Oh, the the bracelet, the cuff yeah. bracelet. Yeah, and it got me thinking. Like, I need to make one of those. Oh yeah, well, and, that, and that's a, that's it's one of those posts where I get a lot of those comments, and I love it. That's that's my favorite kind of post. Yeah. So, um, Alan, uh, another friend of the show, Alan of AC nailed it. Uh, he sent me again, and I think I put this in the description mm-hmm. of the of the post. It's it's one of my favorite things about the maker community. Um, is just there's no competition. It's just like let's share ideas, let's inspire each other, let's not get worried about who came up with the idea or who did it first or anything like that. Let's just like all grow together. And, um, and so he sent me, uh, three or four ideas, um, last week of just like leather projects that he'd seen or that he'd thought of. And, uh, and that was one of them, which is basically, it's a, a, a leather bracelet that has a hidden magnet so that you can hold screws or, or, or actually and a bunch of people, uh, wrote back, you know, for sewing, putting needles and, uh, you know, pins and stuff like that while you're stitching. Um, and it just holds it on your wrist rather than, you know, dropping it on the floor, which I mm-hmm. often do. So well, don't we all? Yeah. It's um, super simple, right? But it was, it was fun. It looked so freaking cool. I was yeah. so amazed. And, and as you know, those, some, those are sometimes my favorite projects. I, you know, I started it and completed it Saturday afternoon, like, That's you know, fab. and it was just perfect. It's not, it's not perfect. I mean, it's, it, and I could have done it better. The quality could be better, but it was just one of those fun projects to bust out one, one day projects as we've talked about. Right. Yep. And it was super fun. Um, yeah. And I made one for him too. So I saw you had his logo and everything on it. Yeah. So I did, I actually forgot. So I have two things to discuss into what we're working on thing because why not? Right. Um, actually three. So first of all, this weekend I made a resin pendant for a customer. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I have not had to make one in a really long time, and I was worried that I would forget how to actually make the <laughs> resin pendants. Yeah. But I can confirm that I not only remembered, but it was the best one I've ever made. It was it's like perfect. muscle memory. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. It was even better than muscle memory. So I made, so I have a nail hardener that I use to harden the UV resin. Oh, right. Yeah. And I made a new tray on my Glowforge, which I basically, it's a piece of acrylic, but I did it nice. I rounded the corners and everything. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the reason I was having an issue before is because the acrylic I was using was garbage. Okay. The the stuff just jumps off this acrylic now. It's like a nonstick pan. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, and I also learned the benefits of having a UV flashlight for working with UV resin. If you give it a quick cure before you put it in the drawer, it uh, is so much nicer to work with. So basically, it just kind of like smooths on, it out or something. Yeah, it holds it. Well, it holds it in place. Oh, okay. And then you put the rest of the resin on and. So I used that technique, and the reason I thought of it to do with this pendant, I made something for a friend of mine who's about to start cancer treatment, oh. and I wanted him to have something a little bit special. Right. So I made, um, I made a, an open pendant frame, and I used his birthstone, which is peridot, and awesome. I basically layered the resin and the peridot, and then I hit it with the UV lamp to just firm it up. 
Mm-hmm. I put a vinyl gold cut ohm symbol in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know exactly. I remember it now, yes. And then the resin with some vibuti from Shirdi in it. And then the whole thing, I, I just put it all together, and it gave this really cool mm-hmm. depth effect because all the peridot was in the first layer, and then the ohm was on top of the peridot, and then there was another layer of resin on top of it. And I am definitely working on exploring that technique for future pieces because it just came out so cool, and it was so outside the norm of what I normally make. I was like, this is this is the kind of stuff that you just stumble on. Right, right. And you find it and you go, oh my God, how did I not think to try this earlier? Right, so, right. But yeah, that was something that was just spur of the moment. I, I decided I was going to make it. I made it. And then I found out that he was actually getting a CAT scan in the hospital near my house, the one where I get was getting my cancer treatment. Oh, wow. At. So it's like five minutes away. So before he had his CAT scan, I was able to give it to him so that he could keep it on him when he had his CAT scan. And that made me super duper happy That's that I was amazing. able to do that for him. Yeah, it was That's... It was one of those like, I'm getting choked up doing right, it right, kind of right, things. Right, you know? totally. Yes. And I didn't get a chance to say last week what was going to happen. But Wednesday, I had what oh, yeah. was scheduled to be. We haven't talked my, about this. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah my final cat scan and if it came back clear i am cancer free and on thursday at 8:30 in the morning i got a phone call from one of the oncology doctors and she said congratulations your scan is clear i am officially done amazing i'm done i am done 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 i do not have to in fact i have to make an appointment to get my port taken out i'm done with chemo i'm done with radiation i'm done with all of it that is so awesome man i oh i'm I'm so happy for you right and i i thank you to every single person because you guys especially our fans you know we talk about our engaged fans the amount of well wishes Mm -hmm. that i've gotten from you guys since you found out that I was going through chemo. I mean, most of you, some, a lot of you are my friends personally and you knew, but as people had found out, you guys have been like unbelievable just sending me messages saying, you got this, you got this. And I made a post on my blog last week that I just, I'm not going to talk about it today because we're not going to have that discussion, but just the amount of support. And this is, you know, goes back to what we were talking about before with the engaged community. You guys are freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I feel an amount of love from you guys that I don't feel from a lot of people. And that that support, it means the world to me. I, I, I don't know how much that support helps you heal, but I will tell you that emotionally, when you have that many people in your corner, right. you feel like you can conquer the freaking world. And frankly... I think I, it does. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I believe that that stuff does have a healing. I think it has some effect. I mean, so, I don't. No, I don't know. Yes. But I, I, I find it hard. I would find it hard to believe that knowing you have that many people rooting right. for you, right. doesn't do something. There's, I mean, there's po- the positive attitude, positive support, all of that. It's got to help. I mean, you so. know, there, there are people, there are people that listen to this podcast who have been more loyal to me than people oh, I yeah. know in person Yep. as far as going through this and sticking around. And oh, yeah. It's just amazing. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And I felt the love. And when I was able to finally say I'm cancer-free, 
the, the, the just the rush of messages from you guys right. is just amazing. I'm thank you, just thank you. I you know I I didn't mention that I was going to do it because I didn't want to think oh, yeah. about it. Like if the results weren't good, right? But the results were not only good; they were the absolute best results I could have, and I just I am so beyond happy to be done with all of it right now. I can't even imagine, and I'm so happy for you. I, oh. I, I can't even imagine. I, you guys saw me at my worst, right. and it wasn't good. <laughs> right. You know, I almost feel like I almost part of me, and you know, you guys have probably listened to the episode. I almost feel like I should get in touch with Bob Claggett mm-hmm. and have him back on. Let's do because it. Because I, I really do feel like that was the worst of it. the The Bob Claggett episode was when I was at my worst from the chemo, mm-hmm. and I've listened to it, and it's cringy. Yeah, you. And, I mean, and it, we've said we've said it before. I and I. I I don't want to diminish it because I understand what you're saying. I didn't think I didn't hear it that way, but I know that I know what you're saying because yeah, oh, it was off. Yeah. It was totally off. Like I listened to it just the other day. I wanted to see because I was just like, wow, you right, know, I curious see where I'm at, right? Mm-hmm. And I listened to it the other day, and I'm like, Jesus, this is bad. <laughs> like I was not sharp for that episode, and I really feel bad that that Bob took the time. And I mean, I look, I didn't know I wasn't sharp and I only knew it in hindsight. Right. I knew it, you know, after we had Sharon on, you know, Sharon was the, the basically the point where I was like, listen, Sharon, I'm just going to tell you up front, we're, we're, we're going to put we're this on hiatus right. for a little while because I can't do this anymore. And I didn't realize how bad it was till I listened to how we sounded when we came back. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, it was how did people listen to this? <laughs> and in fairness, we've grown a lot since we came back. So yeah. I feel like maybe it wasn't, maybe we weren't, I, well, I mean, I, because it was really mostly me at that point. You were only on for like two episodes before that. Yeah, well, I'm sure, I mean, sure there's other things too. I'm sure we've we've figured ourselves, or... Yeah, we found our footing and, you right, know, having, right. uh, as I keep telling everybody, if you're going to do a podcast like this, you have to have a co-host. You cannot just do <laughs> interviews forever. But, um... Yeah, so we're here. I'm not dead. I'm not going to be dead anytime soon. Good. Um, cancer didn't come get me. I will tell you. I will say something particularly poignant. I will say something particularly poignant that hit me really, really hard. They gave me my all clear on Thursday at eight thirty in the morning, and you know how Facebook tells you it's people's birthday. Yeah, yeah. I found out that my friend who had the same cancer and went through the same treatment actually his birthday was the day that I cleared. And oh, he, wow. he died on Labor Day. Yes, that front, yeah. So it was like, whoa. Yeah, I yeah. got the all clear on his birthday. Right. And it just like, just hits, shot up my it. spine. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh my God. Like, you know, like, they always, you always joke, like, when somebody walks over your grave and you get that feeling, that mm-hmm. feeling. <laughs> that, that's how it felt. Like, it was just pins and needles all over the place. But, oh. um, okay. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, more cheerful stuff. So we mentioned last week that we would be interested in maybe putting together a challenge and like, hey, if you guys want to give us some ideas. Yeah, and I love this idea. I think it was super fun. Yeah, and um, I'm just going to tell you up front that we yeah. can't do it right now. So no, we discussed it ahead of time. We, got, we can't do it right now, but... After so, what we're going to do is we are going to do this after WorkbenchCon. Yeah. Um. So WorkbenchCon is what the nineteenth. Yeah, it starts on the nineteenth. Yes, yep. the nineteenth. So we're going to do it after WorkbenchCon when it's over. Uh, the first episode after WorkbenchCon 
Maybe the first episode after that, because I'm sure Ethan's going to just regale Blab us with and tales of... Yeah, this is going to be the... I'm gonna, I might just tell Ethan, listen, just I'm taking the week off. Just record an episode, and whatever you record, I'll just shove it in the feed, and we'll call it an episode. Um, no, but after the first episode after that, after the post-Workbench Con episode, uh, we will do... We will do um, some kind of challenge because we got a lot of ideas. Yeah, we did, and uh, and it, uh, yeah, I mean, I th- and again, Holy talking crap. about our our core kind of group of of uh, listeners, I think I think they'd all rally behind it too. It's not, and they're all engaged and uh, were interested in it to begin with. So yeah, and we will. I mean, look, this is a this is a challenge, right? Oh yeah. So we're not gonna. You're not just gonna do a challenge for bragging rights. We will have a prize. Yeah, I for promise, sure. and it will be. It will be a substantial prize because I want I want people participating in right. this. And honestly, I want a lot of people to participate, whether they listen or not. Mm-hmm. But I want you guys to win. So Definitely. start thinking of your ideas. As soon as well, we tell you what the challenge is. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got to give them the theme. Yeah, it doesn't work very well, does it? See, I've never done this before. What do I know? No, but I've participated in a bunch of challenges. And just anyone that you know has, has thought about doing it but hasn't, when you it is a great well one it's just super fun right Mm -hmm. but it is also regardless of the prize which is also great regardless of that it is a great way to to build your audience build your community um because it's it's just everyone's connected it it has a common you you all have a common thread that you can uh, promote each other and talk about each other and be inspired by each other so Mm -hmm. it's a great way of building your audience and your community so So let's go through the ones we got we got like five suggestions so let's go through them yeah um in fact i know the one i already want to do and i might just veto all of them and just say this is the one we're doing because screw it it's our podcast and we could do that but they are good ideas they are yeah, very, good, very ideas. good ideas yeah um okay so first couple that we got were from morley and morley suggested number one a shop stool and step stool i like that idea because mm-hmm. i actually could use one in my shop I, I, you know what i said i responded the same thing i said because i have that new leatherworking mini station mm-hmm. and i need a stool for that so i was like oh i actually need one so i have one spot in my shop that i can't get to without a stool my whole my ceilings are only seven feet high okay like i can literally like bump my head on a rafter if i'm not <laughs> careful so a step stool sounds stupid until you realize that i have a shelf unit with a top mm. shelf that i can't get to the back of so a step stool would actually help me get to the back of that unit so that's a good one. I like that one. Number two is a pencil case. Uh, he says this would be a cool one to see in a variety of materials. Yep. We could do a Pachuto style one, which I'm holding in my hand right now. I have Well, and, and I, I think there's case. variations on the pencil case, too. There's eyeglass case. There's some, some kind of small case of some sort, mm-hmm. right? It could be more general than just a pencil case, but... I just realized that the David Pachuto pencil case is autographed. Oh, really? Yeah. It, I just flipped it over, and his autograph is on the bottom. Oh, that's pretty cool. That is pretty damn cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So everything I own from David Picciuto is autographed. That's freaking cool. Okay. Um, and number three, and I'm not going to say that this is the one that I want to do, but this is the one I want to do. Light fixtures. <laughs> well, you know, you do have a, a co-host that really enjoys desk lamps, as we've discussed. So. <laughs> but maybe maybe my challenge would have to be that it couldn't be a desk lamp. It would have to be some other sort. So. My, favorite, my favorite Evan and Caitlin video. Mm-hmm. Is the one where they did the walnut and copper 3D printed lamp. Yes. Yeah. That is my favorite yep. Evan and Caitlin video of all time. Yeah, that's a good one. It's, it's the one that, when I had them on, I even told them that that was the one. Like yep. that, that was the first Evan and Caitlin video I watched. And I was a patron the next vi- on the next <laughs> video. Like I was like, 
I love these guys. This is yeah. the best video ever. Um, so yeah, I I'm leaning. Oh, spe- I'm not- speaking of, did you see, did, just while we're on them? Did you see their like cloud light picture thing? I did. Yeah, I that did. Was, um, that was amazing. There, I mean, to their credit, theirs was about a million times better than the. Than so you the know what's funny? You know what's really funny? Yeah. So they post. I don't know if you saw this, but they posted it on their either their Facebook page or their Instagram, and they said, "Which one do you like better? Oh yeah, ours or theirs?" They, and they yes. didn't say which one yes. was there. And I actually wrote. I'm pretty sure I could tell which one is yours, and I like it much better. Yes. Yeah. And I was right. Yep. Theirs yeah. turned out so much better. Oh, so much better. It was, um, it, 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 it was a really good video, too, actually. I really enjoyed Evan's, like, his excitement about, like, when he brought her back out to, like, show her all the problem-solving that he did and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was perfect. It was a perfect, uh, quintessential Evan and Caitlin. I, I really do love those two people. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I don't care what they're making. I want to watch it. Yep. And there's only, there's not very many people that I just want to watch because I love them. Right, right. Like, and, and granted, there are some people who, like, like um, Kim and Garrett are actually friends of mine. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I want to watch their videos because right. they're friends. Um, David Picciuto is right. kind, is semi, fr- we're kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're semi-serious, you know, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite, you know, we talk online occasionally, you know, it's semi-serious. But like when Evan and Caitlin come out with a new video, it's like drop everything. Mm-hmm. Evan and Caitlin have a new video. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool because I always just, in, it's, they've done, they've mastered what we love about our podcast, which is, it's just a hang yeah. with friends yep. and there's making going on. Right. Oh, love it. Yeah. So yeah, I am leaning very heavily toward light fixtures, and it's I don't even one. know. I don't know if we would just say come up with a cool light fixture, or I know what I want to say. I want to kind of lean. I I really like this idea, Morley. By the way, <laughs> you bastard. Um, I really am leaning toward like a chandelier, hmm. which I have not done. So that exactly cool. neither yeah. have I, and I think yeah. it would be a hell of a fun idea. Because you know who I ha- would crush that? Who? Brandy. Of course she would, but she's yes. gonna she's gonna make one that she would sell for seventy five thousand right. dollars. <laughs> well, she should sell for seventy five thousand. Yeah, no, she probably she probably yeah. give it away yeah. to like for a yeah. charity to like <laughs> abused calves or yes, something exactly. because she's so freaking nice all the time. And that's Brandy Obey, former uh, guest, right? Former guest and current friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the next one was uh, Lauren Lewis at I'm Made, and they I I this was my first idea actually. Yeah. So it's funny that they wrote this because I was like, I know what I would suggest. Build with two materials minimum. I love this idea. Mm-hmm. Like, because we do get into our ruts, don't we? Like, oh, yeah. you know, I get, you know, I like making stuff out of wood. I like making jewelry, but rarely do I make jewelry out of wood. Right. You know? And combining worlds, like using acrylic and acrylic and wood always works well together right. to me. Um, but you with your amazing leather and your woodworking, which I keep telling you, stay in your damn lane. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. I, yeah, I mean that, you know, that's one of my favorite things is combining mm-hmm. different mediums. So mm-hmm. I love the, I love this idea. Um, and I like not including glue and screws. Yes. Yes. Clearly right. not including glue and screws. Consumables, um, right? We could just say not including consumables or something. Yes. Right. Um, and the last, yeah, this is the last one from Michael Tilchinsky. Um, I don't know Michael. Um, oh, he's, he must uh, be one of your people. Yeah, he he does a. I mean, he's. I would classify. He might 
cringe and, and hate me for saying this. I would classify him as like a fine woodworker. He does a lot of he has, uses a lot of hand tools, um, but really really quality stuff. So, ooh, I might have to I might have to. Yeah, follow he's him. I mean, he, he's he's a good account. It's not like he doesn't. It's not like he follows me. <laughs> not like he follows handmade by Vincent Ferrari right. on Instagram or <clears throat> anything. <laughs> wink, wink. Not that I'm plugging my Instagram on our show. Um, but he, I like this idea too. Yeah, a cool. shop made tool challenge: wood leather, wood leather, metal, plastic, whatever helps in your shop. I'm trying to think if there's a tool that I don't already own that I'm thinking of buying that I right, might want to make. Yeah, and it, and it, uh, we we corresponded a little bit after that. I mean, I think what part of why that he suggested that is he finds it really, and as I do as well, he finds it super rewarding to every time you go to use that tool, knowing that you've made it. You know, it's a so mm. it's it's a functional piece that you're using all the time. But it also, but it's, and then it just reminds you that you made it every time you use it. So the one time I tried blacksmithing, Mm -hmm. I made a marking (laughs) knife. Yep. And you know what I realized? I hate marking knives. (laughs) I really do prefer pencils. You hate um, (laughs) blacksmithing, right? (laughs) I didn't particularly love blacksmithing, but I really don't like marking knives. Like, I do prefer pencils. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm actually the same way, but. I, you know, I appreciate the people like, it's more accurate. Yeah, I know. I know. And you know what? Nothing yeah. I'm doing is that accurate where well, a pencil right. line is that different from a marking knife line. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be the, the type of build makers that we are because I'm yeah. the same way. It's like yeah. I understand that and I understand the thickness of the, the pencil line might skew it, and but I'm not that precise let me you, anyways. Let me tell you something about my lack of precision. <laughs> so I made a Yelp review sign for my bathroom, which if you follow me on Instagram, you saw it. Five out of five stars would poop here again, that sign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it's a funny sign. I saw it on Instagram. I'm like, I am not buying that, but that's funny enough for me to make one. So I, I, I took a piece of cherry proof grade from Glowforge, slapped it in the Glowforge, dropped the words onto it, engraved it. So I'm like, okay, I, I need to make a frame. So I grabbed some scrap pine out of my scrap bin because I was just going to paint it black anyway so it didn't need to be good wood and I made the literal worst picture frame that's ever been made in the history of woodworking I'm like holy crap I forgot how to make picture frames (laughs) so you know I don't think a marking knife is necessary for me. I need some like remedial picture frame manufacturing <laughs> before well, I need to start worrying about the the curf of my marking knife. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I, you know, I need to make the picture framing jig. I, I it's been my, as we talked about. I'm not a big jig maker, right? Mm-hmm. But that picture, uh, you know, the um, David Picciuto's picture framing jig i have to make that because that that makes it so easy yeah but you know what dude i'm gonna tell you the god's honest truth you know i haven't made it because i have a contractor saw yeah and there's no way in hell there's enough space and this is the problem i keep running into with this saw and this is something you don't think about till you bump into it and don't bump into the blade that would hurt but (laughs) there's on a on a contractor grade saw there's only four to six inches in front of the blade yeah there's That's, not a lot of room to put a jig on a saw with only four to six inches. That's true. Of Actually, table. I should think about that because I, you know, I have a, yeah, I have a job site saw, you know, so yeah. So if somebody can come up with, and look, I'm just saying, if somebody can come up with a better way to do this, we well, almost need instead of an outfeed table, you need an infeed table. 
I, so, okay, it's funny you use that term. I've literally used that term with people just batting around ideas of how to expand because I don't care where it goes once it's past the blade. Right, I'm fine if it fl- falls on the floor, right? I have no room in front of the blade. That's the part that's hmm. a problem where I'm balancing stuff precariously. That's a really good point, yeah. Until it passes the blade. So I, bet, if, I bet one of our, li- somebody's listening is going to send us some uh, feedback after this. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's I hope solutions for this. And, and by the way, if your solution is to buy a bigger saw, die. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. hear it. Don't I don't have the money. Right. <laughs> uh, it's not, you know what? Screw it. It's not that I don't have the money. I, I can find no. the money for a bigger saw. You know what the problem is? I don't have a place to put it. Well, that's you know, that's my problem. I have no space. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you work in your driveway. Right. So I was talking to, I was talking to Beth one day and she's like, look, if you really need a saw stop, buy a saw stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, babe, I'd love to buy a saw stop. <laughs> I don't know where the hell I would put it. Right. Like, I, I really thought about it. I'm like, okay, I have space if I rearrange this and I rearrange that. But then I have no room for stuff to come out of the saw. Right. Like, I could find place a place for a cabinet saw downstairs in my shop. Yeah. And if I'm going to just get the contractor saw, well, then what the hell's the point? Right. I, I oh, yeah, have yeah. that. Right. You know, an upgrade. Oh, I'm pretty sure, like, I, I could fit a saw stop in my my workshop, but it would it would literally it would be your workshop. It would be it would go from wall to wall. You'd and have I'd to have put to, like, like a crawl staircase. Over it. Yeah. yeah, you would have to put a staircase on each side of it so you <laughs> right. could walk up it and down it to have that in the middle of the shop. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we're at 40 minutes. We're going to take a quick break, <clears> jump <throat> out to the sponsor, come back, and we'll do some uh, we'll do some Q and A. We'll do a little bit of feedback, um, thing of the week, and we'll name our cheated video of the week because we cheated with the video of the week this week yes screw it it's our rules we can call we can do what we want but i like it Uh, i think it's good so i think it's going to work i don't think anyone's going to disagree and if they watch (laughs) it and they disagree then we're in the wrong market exactly um so we'll be back after this message from our sponsor and we're in the b block and it's in the right part of the show which is good so we didn't even this is how good you guys are see you guys you guys know us um we're going to do some Q&A, and we didn't even ask for Q&A, but we got some Q&A, which I'm perfectly happy with because I love doing this. this is, oh, yeah. It's one this of my favorite like, parts. Yeah, this is like when you get the really good essays in your favorite <clears throat> English writing class, and you're, you're like, oh, that made me think. Um, these are from Alan at AC Nailed It. Hi, Alan. Um, question number one, how often do you struggle with this is my original idea versus I think this is my idea, but then again, I might have seen it somewhere. I consume so much stuff that I get ideas a lot, but it turns out I've seen Cowdog or Bruce or someone do it before. I like uh, how we got three uh, super listeners of the show in one question. Yeah, really? Holy Alan, crap. Alan, Cowdog, Chris, and Bruce, yeah. Nice ni- nice work, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I, that is really appreciated. Um, that's, a, that's a good... It is a question. That's yeah. a good question. Um, I'm going to be dead honest with you, Alan. <clears throat> I don't have it that much. Yeah. Um, and the reason I don't is because I'm not in the space of most of the videos I watch. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So most of the videos, maker-related videos I watch, are woodworking videos. Right. But I don't really do a ton of woodworking, um, except for, like, cutting boards and stuff like that. Right, and, and where you wouldn't, you wouldn't claim it as an original idea anyway. I mean, it's <clears throat> how many times can you glue panels together, right. round off the corners, and call it a cutting board, right? It's, a, it's, it's one of those things that everyone makes them. Um, it's also my favorite thing to make. I'm not going to lie. I love making cutting boards. I love it more <laughs> than anything else I do in the shop. But I also know that that's not something that's original. So um, as far as my jewelry goes, I like to think that I'm pretty original. 
Um, maybe not a hundred percent original. Maybe I do get inspiration from things. I mean, the pendants that are my, the number one selling thing that I've ever made and the malas that I make are not original. They're just my color combinations, my design. Your spin on them, right? Yeah, that's the original part. But realistically, there's there's some originality in, in composition, but not what I make because anyone can make what I make. I've even made a video on my YouTube channel telling people how to make what I make. So not often, honestly. It just doesn't yeah. happen to me that often. So uh, I... I understand it, but it's not something that happens to me. What about what about you? Yeah, I mean, struggle is is definitely not the word I would use for it because I mean, I th- I think as you know, Vince, I I'm trying. I always com- like coming up with new things all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Not drastically brand earth shattering things, but I like coming up with new ideas. But I also know that probably ninety percent of the time at best they're a spin-off of someone else, right? Right. Um, or some other concept. And I'm fine with that. And I also try, I really, really try um and to to acknowledge that. I really don't want to ever claim something as a, my you know, my sole original idea. Um and but I also think part of that is I'm not trying to patent something. You know, I don't care about it being the Ethan Carter design, right? Like um the ethan carter collection oh see how i worked that in there um no but i mean but honestly i mean like it's it's my take on things and 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 it's my it's it's how i go about it and it's also how as a content creator like how i share that concept and share that process to me that's what that's what i'm doing it for so it's not about kind of holding close this idea that is you know, proprietary term to to me, because if I was doing that, then you really, you really should, and you need to worry about whether you saw it somewhere or, you know, or influenced. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ben Ueda always talks about it, right? He's, he's always getting either one way or another, people are either copying him, or people are, you know, blame or accusing him of stealing their ideas. And he's, he always says, I'm not, you know, I'm not selling these things, right? Yeah, he is making money off of the content and stuff like that. But he's not like selling these and making a lot of money. If you are, then that's a big issue. But if you're just trying to inspire people and come up and share ideas, then I don't think it's a big deal. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I Yeah. Um, okay, question, question yeah. number two that he asked. Along the lines of being unmotivated in the shop, have you ever gotten so frustrated or mad at a project that you literally quit, tossed it across the room, cursed out someone's mom, burned it to a pile of ashes? Please tell me I'm not alone. No, you are not alone. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you the project that did it, and it's still not done. Um, there was um, the last project in Steve Ramsey's Weekend Woodworker course mm-hmm. is a curio cabinet. And I despise that project with every piece right, of my I'm going to sound stupid. I don't What is that? Um, it's a tiny little cabinet. Um, but there's a lot, it's a very technical project. Um, there's a lot of dados. There's dados cut on opposing pieces of wood that have to be cut at the same height. So you can put a shelf Ah, in. Okay. There's, it's, it's just a very intricate. Yeah. And he even says when he, he look, he, to his credit in the course, he says, this is a very technical project. It's not for the faint of heart. He's right. It's Mm -hmm. not. I absolutely despise that project. I've tried to make it three different times. I've given up. I am not trying to make that project a fourth time. I just I will not finish the weekend woodworker, which is sad because I would love to have my certificate to say that I finished. But you know what? 
as I told Steve when he was on yeah, the exactly. show, I think you got a better certificate by having him on the show. So yeah, I had him on, and on the fir- what I told him was, listen, I didn't finish your course, but I learned so much from you that I was able to start a woodworking business. So right, right. you know what? You may not have, I may not have gotten my certificate. But I dropped out and became a success. So I'm perfectly happy with that. <laughs> well, it's, it's like the people that fail out of, you know, never graduate high school. They go on to be billionaires. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, no, no, one, no one really does that. No one named Bill Gates ever did that or anything. Um, yeah, he's um, – I have had that, Alan. And I've had it more than I'd like to admit. There have been projects where I've started them over at least four times. Um, and yeah, in fact, we were just talking about this—the white whale, the the Snoopy cutting. Oh board. yeah, yeah, right. I tried. I it took four revisions till I finally did the last one that was nothing like what I had planned to do, and I ended up being super the best happy one, with right? it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by far. Right. By far, it was way better than anything my amateurish mind could have come up with. So, well, I think that, and we talked about that in the failure episode, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's there's a one state of mind where you've given up on it, and then there's another frame of reference where. You, You've took take that you you failed the first time you've given up on that first design, but it actually ended up being a better, different. Design. It ended up being a better overall product, right, yes. Right. And I and when I showed it when I showed it to the guy who bought it, he actually went, "This is so much better than any idea that I had of what right. you were gonna do." Right. And I'm like, "Yeah." And then he showed me a picture of it in the kitchen of the guy that he made he bought it for. Oh yeah, right. So you know what? With all due respect to failure. Failure sometimes inspires you to just do better. Oh, I, I yeah. So you're not you're not alone in getting pissed at a project, Alan. But yeah, I think that being pissed at a project is probably one of the better motivators. Look, right. it's just a simple fact of life. Spite is a really good, good motivator. motivator. Yeah, <laughs> spite is. Yeah. If you listen, yeah. You know, if you're in a situation like where you get like dumped or something, you want to come back like you want to be cock diesel, right? You know, ripped. You want to look the best. You want to make a lot of money, drive a great car. You want to be the best you you can be and be like, screw you for dumping me. <laughs> that's the kind of that's what those projects are. Yeah, they're they're your project. They're your work dumping you mm-hmm. and you giving it the middle finger and saying i will not let you get the best of me totally. screw you yeah all totally. right well yeah it was funny because i was thinking about when when he asked that and i was like i'm trying to think of a project i completely gave up on because i was coming at it the same way if if i failed and reworked it to me that's not a failure or whatever right no and and that's not a giving up on a project but there there was one and just so just, that i could think of and i'll make it quick but basically what it was is i was trying to make a walnut and concrete box okay just a small little like planter think about it like a planter and okay. um but i wanted to make it almost like the, uh, like a dovetailed box but with concrete walls on two sides and walnut walls on the other so i'd cut the dovetails on the in the wood and then the concrete would fill the uh fill the dovetails to make it look like a dovetail box okay I like the concept. I mean, I really did. I, I, you know, not that it was going to change the world or anything like that, but I thought it would be a cool, cool design, kind of a cool mix of mediums, as we talked about before. And I did it once, total bust. Um, and I think that I think what I did wrong the first time was I didn't seal the wood enough to where it sucked out some of the moisture, which makes concrete crack or whatever. So I tried it a second time, 
and I'm not sure what happened the second time. It didn't work the second time. So that is one project I have completely <laughs> given up on. And it's a shame because I wasted a n- couple of nice pieces of walnut. But yeah. it's that's the one part about the uh, the curio cabinet that I made for Steve's class. Mm-hmm. That's what pisses me off because I, f- I screwed up the same part. Mm-hmm. And it's like more than three quarters of the way through the project. Right. You're it's like... What, it's yeah, you're you start to see the home stretch. Right. And you go, Oh God, why did I do that? Oh no. And you you know, you do it and you know you did wrong. Like right. you just know it's like, oh God, I did it again. And so after I did it the first time, I was like, All right, I'm gonna be real careful. And I made the cut again and I was like, I don't believe it. I just did the same dumb thing <laughs> again. And yeah, that was pretty much throw it across and it's funny that um, you know, you talk about burning it. We did end up burning it. Um, I gave it to my cousin and we sat in front of the fire pit and we got warmth from it. Well, you should have made some marshmallows and some s'mores because that's the best way of burning a a failed project, I think. Turn turn your burnt project into Into a a delicious snack. (laughs) That would be a great name for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Your burnt project into a snack. Snacking on burnt projects. There's the title. Snacking on burnt projects. I'm going to forget that. I should write that down somewhere. Um, We did get feedback on Caleb's video which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, people were um, people talking about uh, well, we talked about the, saw blades. Yeah, because we, we went off. Oh, well, we didn't go off. We talked about, he talked about um, why more expensive blades are actually just as affordable, basically because they have more carbide so that you can, you can get them sharpened. And therefore, if you break it down for the amount of uses that you get out of the more expensive saw blades, it actually mm-hmm. works out to be, yep. the, you know, it's so uh, it's funny because bruce messaged me too he's like yeah it cost me like 15 bucks to get this one sharpened and i'm like that's cool i didn't know that and also i don't know where to go to get my damn blade sharpened so yeah (laughs) well and bruce yeah bruce messaged me too yeah i think he was like 11 or 15 bucks and uh chris uh uh, of cowdog also messaged me and said the same thing and i was like you know what all right i get it i mean so you buy a 35 dollar blade and if you can get it sharpened for 11 bucks and you can do it two more times, then sure. yeah, you have saved money. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I still, I'm still searching for a place. I know there has to be a place in this area because I live in, near Boston, which is a big city. And so there has to be a place. Um, you would think. But I haven't yet. So. I would think that I'd be able to buy walnut, and I cannot buy walnut right. anywhere well, near exactly. me. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. You know, so you, you, know, you would think that going to get your blade sharpened would be a non-issue. But, uh... but both of them said that they can get... I mean, maybe not as many sharpenings as the expensive blades with more carbide, but they said, both of them said they can get at least two sharpenings out of it for, which that does, I mean, that does make sense. If you, if you have a place, 11 bucks or even 15 bucks, that's half the price. That makes sense. So no, if you could get two more, look, if you could get two more uses out of it, then the blade costs you five bucks. Right. Essentially. Exactly. Because you're, that's two more blades you're not going to have to buy. Yep. So that's you did fine. You did fine. And hey, if you could do it, by all means, do it. Yeah. Also, I'm not gonna lie. I don't do enough woodwork anymore, where I ever dull a blade. Like, well, yeah. It, I mean, I it, <laughs> I can use a blade for over a year for the amount that I use it as well. Right. Okay. So, so I've had this saw. I'm not joking. I've had this saw for two years. Mm-hmm. I only replaced the blade on it one time, and that was just to see if the blade was the problem. <laughs> it's like yeah, I've yeah. I haven't bought a blade mm-hmm. that because I've needed one, right? Ever? No, it's and I think, I think <laughs> a lot of time. I mean, for people like us, 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a little bit of the eyeglass thing where you don't know how dull your blade is. I mean, not dull, but how much better it could be until you oh. get it. You know? Oh, no, I beg to differ. No? I beg to differ because I know I need new eyeglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read shit anymore. I am blind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I actually joked. I had to, So Fire Mountain Gems has a really nice jeweler's loop mm-hmm. in, in the newest catalog, and I'm like, one step away from going to the site and just ordering it because I really can't see a damn thing anymore. Like I go to the store now and I'm like holding the label like six feet from my eyes trying to (laughs) focus. It's so embarrassing. I'm not old enough for this. I know. Right. I know. I'm 43 years old in. Wow. Tomorrow. Um, Right? Yeah, I'm 43 years old. To, I forgot what day it was. <laughs> well, happy uh, birthday. Yeah, uh, it's so happy funny. belated we birthday the by the time be- this episode comes out. We record the day before, and the episode drops the day after, so I get nothing for my birthday. <laughs> Thanks. You get to edit. Uh, we, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I get to edit the episode. Holy crap. How could I not realize my luck? Um, yeah. Grand. Okay. But yeah, I am blind at 43. That's basically the lesson. And I'm not eligible for new glasses until June. I hate that. I hate that. I I mean, I could walk into Warby Parker right now and just buy glasses because I got to get reimbursed anyway. But if I buy them today, I I don't get reimbursed. Yep. If I buy them in June, I get reimbursed, whatever, 125 bucks. And that's, I don't know. I may end up having to just say, screw it. I got to go. Right, right. Because it's getting to the point now where reading is almost impossible. Yeah, for sure. And it's embarrassing. Like, I know, the, uh, to my credit, not everything I can't see can be seen by other eyes because I've had plenty of experiences where Beth can't see either. <laughs> so uh, it gives me a little bit of like, okay, it's not my glasses. This is just too damn small. You know, right, and either right. that or we're both blind. I don't know which. <laughs> um, yeah, so sharpen your blades if you can, guys. <laughs> yeah. Moral of the story. And Moral get your eyes story. checked. <laughs> it's a PSA, uh, right? <laughs> Exactly. So, do you want to um, want to award the videos yeah, of that. the week? Okay, we we're gonna get a bumper for this eventually. Um, probably when we get the new theme song. Ah, Ooh. yes. Did I hint that we're changing? Yeah, we are changing the theme song. I like um, it mainly because I'm freaking tired of the existing ones. So. I feel like that happens. I mean, yeah, I think you just get tired of it. It out it outlived its welcome. Um, within the next couple of episodes, we'll have a new theme song. I'm cool. not just going to pull a Dave Swiduck and drop a new theme song on everybody. <laughs> which real with really cool jazzy piano music on his podcast. No, we're not that cool. Smooth. Um, so the videos of the week and we kind of agreed on this. We kind of tried to figure out how we could make this the video of the week and then we just said screw it we're just gonna put the whole series because he's still working on it as of in fact the last thing i watched before i came in here was the most recent installment um jocko from jocko whatever the youtube channel the creator of the maker knife the single greatest um shop tool i've bought in the last two years i love it um he has a series where he's making he's fabricating basically from scratch an airplane wing shaped desk and, and it it's part of his blog, thing. right? Was that? It's part of his blog. So it's... Yes. So he... I mean, it's it's not like necessarily a dedicated series, but it's a... It's kind of become a series until it's done, right? Yep. It's it's a, It's been in every video since he started making it. And right. today was the one where he put, what, 536 yes. pop rivets? Dude, <laughs> if, you've, if you've never... And I'm just... People... I, I had my first experience with pop rivets 
Oh my god, we talked about it a little bit last week. I want one. I want one. Um, It's so much fun. Yeah, and such a pain in the ass. Oh really? What? Like what's so? Explain because okay, watching that video, I just I want to go out and buy one and just make something with aluminum and rivets. Yeah, so they're they're super fun to play with. They are okay. So basically, the way they work is you get these little things that are like a mushroom with a stick coming out of the top. Mm -hmm. And you put the shaft of the mushroom in the hole you want to work in. Okay. You put this gun over the rod, and you give it a couple of squeezes, and it pulls the head of the rivet through the shaft of the mushroom. Okay. And it flanges it out, and that's what gives you the flange on the other side. Oh, I I honestly had no idea how it worked. Okay. It's... Dude, it's... I don't know who figured this out, but they are genius. That's amazing. And... You, that's basically how you can put two pieces of metal with holes together. So right. Jocko, I noticed today, is using, I think it's Milwaukee. They have a mm-hmm. pneumatic one where you don't pull a trigger. You just put it on and basically you squeeze a trigger. Right, it's like you, a it's brand like, nailer. It's like right. a wrench where you squeeze the trigger. You literally pull a trigger and it just and it just pulls it out and you just go around really quick. Right, it's an air compressor or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's super cool. And, you know, 530 plus of them I would be just ready to kill somebody. But he's a very nice guy, and he has killed no one in the process of making this desk. So it's just a really cool project. Watching him put it together, watching him fabricate the parts with the CNC. Um, <clears throat> how he, I like the way he, he wanted to put the seam in a certain spot, so yeah. he buttressed the skeleton a little bit to make a little more. Like he, He's clearly thinking about this from almost an engineering standpoint like how can i engineer this really nice desk so well and and, so i mean i love the design i think it's really cool and again i i the the aluminum and rivet thing just has me my brain spinning because i want to do something now with with that obviously not making a wing desk but um but yeah i mean i love the vlog as we've talked about before i'm not a big vlog person I get kind of bored somehow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Even even with the best vloggers, I just it's I want to see some kind of substance. But at least this series, I'm totally hooked. I I love oh, starting yeah. my day every day watching watching whatever he's doing. Um, and I don't know if you caught it. So like in the la- latest one, um, and I actually really enjoyed this too. But uh, they went like he, they were going. He was taking the whole crew to go bowling, burgers mm-hmm. and bowling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he says that. So he, they finished the project for the day. They closed up shop, and they were leaving to go bowling. And then he heard the CNC that was cutting out the aluminum legs for this thing stop. And he, like, ran back. He was so excited. <laughs> he was like a little kid. He was, like, running back to see because it stopped. Um, and, again, I just love that kind of excitement because it's super genuine. You could totally tell that it wasn't, like, staged. It was to- oh, yeah. totally genuine, and he was super excited to to see it or whatever so and um, what really what really kills what really kills about these is that i do like vlogs yeah um, but there is more than just him walking around talking to a camera there's a thing going on yeah i think that yeah right and it's like something i can relate to it's something i can enjoy but it's not just maker 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 right you know i like look i like maker videos just as much as the next guy yep but every once in a while it's like okay i don't want to watch people make stuff i just want to have a good laugh which is why on youtube i watch a channel called it's your boy yeah sean he does the goofiest crap. Like yesterday, he went into the Nerf store and bought every one of everything in the Nerf store. Huh. And he he did basically product testing of every Nerf gun in the Nerf store. That's amazing. That's a fun video to right. watch. Like, I don't care how into it you are. That's a fun video to watch. And right. it's not maker related. Right. It's goofy. You have a good laugh. You enjoy it. 
Well, Jocko is basically taking the vlogging format and combining it with making so that you're not overloaded on, you know, here's Either the one. process. Yeah, right. it's No, really you're good. right. I mean, that's a really, I mean, I don't think I thought about it, but you're right. It's, it's like uh, one part really, really good editing and mm-hmm. fun. Like, I mean, his videos every day are very, very different. The, the edit is very different. Mm-hmm. Like his entrance, his intro, everything is always different, um, but really well done. And then there's a little bit of design, there's a little bit of making, and there's a little bit of just wackiness and whatever, right? Like it's and, it's and great. not for nothing, but his he 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 used some short. Yeah. Like he's not doing twenty minute vlogs. No, totally. He's doing right. Six minute vlogs. Yes. No, you're right. I, yeah, I don't I, I maybe that's why I don't like Vox, because a twenty minute vlog, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch it. I'm, no I, one is gonna watch I that. I, yeah, no, you're right. I think that's but I also think that's <laughs> goes to show the not just his but um i'm blanking on the guy's name that actually edits the vlog um uh, i think it's michael or something but um it's a very it's condensed and condensed and very just just perfect yeah anyways yep. it's the right length there's a there's a vlogger that i always watched the one vlogger i always went back to was charles trippy i don't know if you've ever heard mm-hmm. of charles trippy he is the bassist for we the kings actually oh really um and he wasn't when i started watching him all those years ago i mean he's up to uh, I, he doesn't even number his vlogs anymore um but he did like six years worth of daily vlogs every single day wow i mean the, the guy is like you know he's wow. got what f- he's only got 1.4 million subs but I can't do a four, picture a day kind of that challenge. You know, the picture a day challenge. I can't even do yeah, that. So. His YouTube channel has been around for 13 years. I mean, hmm. the, the guy is just into all in on YouTube. YouTube was around 13 years. Yeah, 2004. Wow. No, 2000, 2006. Sorry, I, I my math is terrible. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Let's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, Jocko, video ish of the week and. Congratulations on winning this prestigious <laughs> award that everyone's very excited when they hear. So I'm glad that we have enough clout that when we tell people they're the video of the week, they get excited about it. So I right, like that. Exactly, right. Um, do you want to do uh, things of the week and we can get on up out of here? Let's do it. Go for it. All right. So my thing of the week, very, very simple. Just one this week because, well, really, there wasn't a whole lot going on. And my other thing of the week was the video of the week. So um, thing of the week um, is a YouTube channel called nerdy crafter it's this woman jackie she lives in quebec she does the greatest most fun entertaining have a good laugh sit down and just enjoy it videos um she does crafting stuff she she one of her one of her big things that she does the most is she'll buy like craft kits from like amazon from target from toys r us and then review them and it is one of the most entertaining things on the internet and she has a ton a ton of subscribers i mean hold on i'm gonna look at her number now um she right now please don't play the channel trailer because i don't want the (laughs) autoplay to hit in my ears she has one million subs and she just does crafting videos one million 1.02 million she gets her her videos get like okay her last video Got 296,000 views. Whoa. Now, I'm going to put this in perspective, okay? She has 1 million subs. Yeah. And she gets 300,000 views on a video. That means that the people that are watching, that are subbing to her channel are watching her videos. Right. 
look at look at any other look at these bigger channels, right? You look at look at people with like two three million subs, and you look and they got twenty five thousand views on a video, right? She like, has unless, one, unless a video goes extremely viral, right? You don't you you get like an eighth of the file like of the subs exactly that's about what you get you get about 10 percent yeah she's getting lucky right she's getting 30 percent that's amazing Uh, yeah her numbers are phenomenal and she is just super entertaining she's really funny she's she's got there's a lot of inside jokes you have to watch a few videos to kind of get the inside jokes and the it's just a she does a really good channel she's very fun it's light and it's entertaining so, like, you could just sit there at night and it's like, I don't want anything particularly heavy or annoying. I just want right. to have a, I just want to smile and watch something fun. And it's hard to believe that I actually do watch anything fun. But yes, I do. I do. <laughs> um, the Heart Channel is just one of my absolute favorite YouTube channels. I am, I'm almost through her whole catalog. That's how many of her videos I've watched. Yeah. How many does she have? Um, well, I mean. she has, let's see. I'm scrolling through now. She's been going. I think she's been going oh wait she's down to two years oh maybe i'm not as far into her catalog as i thought just one of those things where there's so many videos that youtube just doesn't load them all <laughs> yeah yeah exactly oh my god no i'm like four years back and she's still making videos so okay a lot <laughs> yeah she's got a lot of videos uh, but there's a there's a there's a definite pivot at around a year ago in the the types of videos she makes gotcha um, and this is the kind of videos that I've been watching. Um, she makes videos every Tuesday and Friday, and it's just her videos are fantastic. I, That's I, awesome. I really want. I I would love to have Jackie on if she'd be interested. She's in Quebec, so she's in the same time zone we are. Yeah. Um, maybe I maybe I have to kind of work on getting her on because she's just got a personality that's just gigantic. And she's got a really nice vibe about her. When she has her sister on, it's really funny. Her bird is a character in the vi- like it's. Just, it's just everything. It's, <clears throat> I know the Midwest housewife in me is watching this going, yes, of course <laughs> you like these videos. But they're good videos and they're fun and they're entertaining. And you realize, by the way, one of the things you realize when you watch her videos is how bad a company Crayola is. Okay, that's going to do it. That's her. That's my thing of the week. It's Jackie at Nerdy Crafter. Um, I will have the link in the show notes. Ethan, you are up. All right, so mine's a little... Uh little backwards because i think i've actually talked not negative but i i've said you didn't talk glowingly let's just yes, say that exactly so um tandy leather so tandy leather is you know one of the major leather sourcing um suppliers both from leather and equipment um and there i'll still say this this will be my first my one negative thing i still don't think their leather prices are the best um, but they're terrible. They're, That's, yeah, they're not. They're, they're really not, the not great. Good. But um, I do have. I've always had some of their products, and um, I'd like them. But I really, really, and I. This is a hundred percent endorsement. Their Eco Weld um, adhesive is by far the best product I've I've used. I've tried a bunch of different ones. Um, I mean, contact cement works really, really well, but the fumes are horrible and mind-numbing um but their eco weld basically works the same way and so basically you put it on you put a thin layer on each one let it dry a little bit get tacky and then you put it together and that bond is super super strong so all that's to say is i ordered some uh, maybe two weeks ago or a couple weeks ago 
eh, maybe even like a month ago, I ordered it and the shipping is about as much as the product itself. So I ordered a bunch <laughs> of other things. Um, and again, my the Tandy, local Tandy to me is about an hour plus away. Um, so it's not an easy place to go. So that's why I ordered it. So I ordered a bunch of products. I got the package and it came and it didn't have the eco weld in it, which was the really the only thing I really wanted. And oh, in the geez. package was like, uh, our, our store is out of stock. We're going to ship it from Providence. That was like the generic note in, uh, in the package. So I waited a week or two and then I sent them this kind of, you know, not overly aggressive, but a nasty email being like, this is, this is affecting my business. I can't make, I can't make my products because I didn't get this. Like what the hell? Right. So I did that at probably like, I think it was 1130 AM. I got, I, and then I went to, a, I had a lunch meeting and then I had a couple meetings after that. I got back to my desk and I had like four or five emails from Tandy Leather being saying, um, asking me if I, I could send them their order number. Uh, they're really sorry about it. Then, then they found my order number and they basically was like, basically what it is, is the EcoWeld, if it freezes, it ruins the product. So they can't ship it when the temperatures are a certain temperature. Granted, it, it's water based. Yeah, it's water based, which is why oh, it doesn't I smell. Did not I did not know that. And it's amazing though. That's I mean, but it makes sense, right? Yeah, it kind of does. And it, but that's basically like, but the note didn't say that, right? So I wasn't really? in the fault of being a little nasty, right? I don't think. But they explained that to me, right? So okay, so all of a sudden, all right, I understand your issue. You you took it off the order because, and they didn't charge me for it, which I didn't know. I hadn't checked the my payment. Um, they took it off the order and they said, this is the explanation. They're like, can you come to a store? We can, you know, we'll make it right if you can pick it up, but we can't ship it when it's under this temperature or whatever. I said, no, I don't, I can't, I'm an hour away, um, whatever. So long story short, I got back and forth with this person. She's like, well, let's find it. Let's find two days. It, it will be an overnight shipment. Um, two days where the temperature is supposed to be above freezing that we can take the chance. I'll send you a small bottle. And then here's what I'll do. I'll put a, a second, a bigger bottle to the side for when you can come pick it up because it, it runs out because it's in high demand. It, they run out of it all the time. Hmm. Okay. So that was amazing in itself. I responded, yeah. thanked them and everything like that. And then she said, you know what? I'm going to ship it. I'm going to ship the small one to you for free. And um, and come to the store and we'll figure something out else out. And I was just blown away. Wow. It was above and beyond. So I got and they did that. So they sent it to me last Thursday um, to Friday because it was supposed to be 40 degrees. I got it. It worked. Uh, they have a bottle waiting for me. I just, you know, over the next month, they only have three bottles left in the entire store. And there's no production planned uh, for the next three months. So sh they're holding a bottle for me for me. So. Wow. In this day and age with customer service, I was just blown away by how amazing this crew was at this Tandy Leather. So it might just be this one Tandy Leather location, but it totally changed my opinion on Tandy Leather. I'm excited to work with them. I'm excited to give them credit and shout them out. So that's my thing of the week. That's a pretty damn good thing of the week. At Tandy Leather, for those of you who've never been, I like Tandy Leather. My experiences with them have been pretty much in line with yours. I've had really good experience um yeah i would i would definitely say if uh tandy leather is a company if you make stuff out of leather 
Yeah. It's one of those places that you can go to and get your stuff. I mean, I know everyone on everyone in the vlogs that everyone in the videos that we watch these days is using Weaver. Yeah. But Weaver, as far as I know, doesn't have any stores. Yeah, no, so, I don't think they do. I don't think they have any brick and mortar. Yeah, so I mean, fine. You know, you want to get your stuff from Weaver. That's cool. But well, I like Tandy because I, think I can too. just go there. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I I was just very impressed. So good deal, man. Yeah. Good All right, sorry, that was a rant, but... Ethan is a convert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, that's going to do it for this week. And again, I did not write an outro, but I'm going to do a clean outro this week. Let's do it. Th- thank you for listening. Hopefully you'll find it in your heart to leave us a review, share the show, share it with someone you love, share it with someone you don't love. I don't care as long as they download it. And we will be back again next week. I don't know if we'll have a guest or not. We might. We're kind of working on some different guests. And we might have a surprise here and there. But either way, I'm going to Vegas this weekend. So I don't care. I won't be (laughs) thinking about this podcast until Monday morning. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. We will be back again next week.